Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 11 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Guys, I got to have you help me get my head around this. And Miles from the great state of Illinois. This is actually a Michigan topic uh, that you brought up, and I didn't catch it. But once I started hunting for it, both my hairs caught on fire. So I'm reading a headline. This is from AmericanWireNews.com, but I found variations of this article everywhere. Their title, Michigan Urges Citizens to Help House, School, and Support Migrants to Build a More Inclusive State. That's according to our Democrat governor, Governor Whitless, along with a number of other Democrat governors across our union of states. But listen, guys, here's the part I'm trying to understand. First off, they say migrants. That's fine. But that implies something that these folks are not. These are illegal aliens by definition. Historically, the definition would have been illegal foreign insurgency. I get that we can't say that anymore, so just pretend I didn't say the truth. In Michigan, we've got an estimated 125,000 illegal aliens making their part of that illegal foreign insurgency. They come from, they hail from, and maintain their citizenship with some 160 other countries, other sovereign nations. So I'm looking at Governor Whitless of the great state of Michigan, asking us to house these people, pay for their clothing, send them to school, et cetera. And I immediately look to her home. She's got a monster sized home. I'm just saying. And so I asked the obvious question, well, how many illegal aliens does she house at her house? How many illegal aliens is she keeping at the governor's mansion up on Mackinac Island, Michigan? And we all heard endless reports about the large, large lodge. It's just a cottage, Mike. It's a large lodge up in the great state of Michigan's northern region. How many illegal aliens is she housing? Is that what must be? I can't even guess the combined square footage. 15,000 square feet? The answer is zero. Zero. Does the word hypocrisy ring any louder with people like her and the fringe left, not leftists, not Democrats that we just disagree with on policy, fringe left that want you to house illegal aliens but don't want to house them themselves. Miles, it doesn't rise to the level of education, but you got me on a rant because I think that that is a bombastic, obnoxious, and I would maintain unconstitutional question if she starts to try to force it or any of the other blue state governors. It's an outrage. Miles, since this is your topic, what say you on this? And I'll actually get off my soapbox. Well, no, I, I would just say this is virtue signaling to her base because her 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 base is all all in on this. 
they're not. They're but they not, don't want to house these people. They're not maybe housing anybody, but they're they're all in, and so this is a virtue signal. It's virtuous, and listen, you're right about that. But then I looked in New York City, where they were a sanctuary city, until they actually got them. Think about that for a minute, folks. We're a sanctuary city. Vote for us, because look what this goody thing we just did. <gasps> They're showing up. Stop them from showing up. That's not fair what Governor Abbott did. Oh, puke. Does the average, and I mean this respectfully, I really do. Does the average Democrat look at that and go, yeah, that makes sense. That's honest politics. That's transparency. That's all the things that we demanded. Does the average Democrat think that? Ludwig, you're a professor. Make this make sense for me. Well, I think you got to define average Democrat. So if you define the average Democrat and a certain demographic, meaning 18 to 24, you're in college. Yeah, they would think that makes sense. Because they, they don't want to house them. But they don't want to, to house them because themselves. They don't, their reason would be is they don't actually have a house to do it. And if they did, and, they would. And they don't have a house in that age group. Because of the Democrat policies that they support, Miles Bauer, you know this firsthand for a fact. When I was the age group you just talked about, I owned a home and had children. I didn't live in mommy's basement. Say, so, yeah, that sounds like a wonderful, inclusive thing to do because I was busy trying to figure out how to pay for my daughters. You know, the uh, fun part about this is that this whole situation is so upside down Denver is is killing city services to pay for the illegals. And the mayor down here in Chicago is in trouble because the actual Chicago citizens are yelling at him about why are you turning services off in the city to pay for these illegals? So I, some I of this that. is coming back to bite. I love that story. Our sanctuary people. I love the Chicago story. I really do, Miles Bauer, because the <laughs> I can't even say this without giggling. The Democrats in Chicago said we need something more progressive than Mayor Lighthead. And holy smokes, did they reach out to the far left and grab them somebody more progressive? And now they're going, holy smokes, we didn't actually mean here in our yards. That's, I'm just telling you, it's hilarious. No, and, by and, the way, and, when and, I say and, it's hilarious, everybody, regardless of party allegiance, regardless of where they're at on the political spectrum, every U.S. citizen is paying for this nightmare that the Democrats are using to reinvent the United States with their party as a single-party system. That's what this is all about. This is about power, folks. When you sit and go, why, 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 why would they do that? It's about a single party system that the Democrats hope and dream about. But Ludwig, you're probably right when you said define, we need to define what a an average Democrat is. I, and maybe I'm lying to myself, but I think the average Democrat would still vote for JFK, but these progressives would not. They'd be identifying him as a centrist Republican. Yeah, but that you just don't got you don't got to go back that far to understand that probably wouldn't happen. Uh, Jim Webb, Jim Webb was a Kennedy Democrat, yep. and he, in the debate he said, "I'm on the wrong stage." I mean, yeah. that was his words. 
But he was listen, right, by the way. I think the older generation of Democrats are not what we're seeing now by defining it. The the black community in Chicago are not the progressive leftists. They are the typical Democrat you're used to ha- referring to. They don't yep. believe in this. So right. that's why I say you got to define the typical Democrat because the younger generation that's being indoctrinated to believe that socialism, democratic socialism in air quotes, as we call it, Bernie Sanders loves to say, which doesn't exist, is being sold on them. And that's the, the typical Democrat I think we refer to when we talk about these things. These young folks say, say it makes perfect sense to demand that Mike Hewitt or you three, you four, demand that we house somebody that makes perfect sense to them after four years of having 75 percent of their curriculum be woke crazy fringe far left nonsense how fast did they have these people removed from martha's vineyard when desantis sent what 15 of them 20 of them yeah boom done gone like that like a snap of a finger they were gone yep they don't really believe this all right yep i i it's it's a fascinating thing to me. It, it really, really, truly is. Listen, folks, we're going to have to take a break in a second, but I got to tell you something. We're going to have to jump into the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, when we come back, and we're going to tie that to my latest 60 Seconds report. So do me a favor, stay with us, and we will be right back before you can ever even possibly imagine it. See you in a second. Folks, listen, I got to tell you, I'm reading a headline now from yahoo.com. How often do I cite yahoo.com as my source? They're complaining. GOP advances bill opponents say would pave the way for discrimination of LGBTQ Kentuckians. And I'm trying to get my head around this guy. So you guys help me. So my interpretation of what they're saying is that the rights of the First Amendment provide them with freedoms of religion, faith, and political views. But if you differ with them, then that means you're discrimination and you're not inclusion. Why do they defend their view that discriminates and excludes, but attack those that disagree with them? How does that work in their head? Blood, I got to go to you again because this comes from the college. It comes from Universities USA. And I don't know how a youngster or an old person, by the way, I don't know how they can think, yes, our views are protected and your views are outrageous and your faith is against the Constitution. How does that work, Ludwig? Well, it comes down to your favorite thing, which is education. Um, I mean, most people don't actually understand the true meaning of what these amendments are. Freedom of speech. Okay, who is it protecting you from? You and I? No, it's not. It's actually protecting you from the government and I from the government that I can say to you whatever I want and I can't be persecuted by the government or I can say anything what I want about the government. And people think that hate speech, this word hate speech, well, who defines what hate speech is? Uh, I, I'm, I'm right now disgusted watching Miles have a Chicago Bears hat on. Is that is that hate speech by him supporting the Chicago Bears? 
Should be a Vikings hat. I know. I get it. This is the age-old idea that I brought up long ago. Who gets to sit on the Jedi High Council and determine what is good speech and what is bad speech? Then it's there to protect the speech that we all don't agree with. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. Listen, I got to tell you, Brian, will you do me a favor and play that 60-second spot for us? Mike Hewitt here. I just watched a short video clip by Admiral Rachel Levin, Biden's Assistant Secretary for Health, a 66-year-old white man pretending to be a woman, bemoaning the disproportionate effects of climate change on black communities. I'm thinking to myself, what a basket of problems he presents. Yup, I understand. There's a bunch of fringe left Democrats yelling at me right now. I bet you can almost hear them. What problems? There's no problems with what she said. Listen, I get it, but that's a political reaction. Intellectual honesty tells us that Admiral Rachel has no idea what it's like to be female and no idea what it's like to be a black American, and there's nothing whatsoever in his Ivy League education that provides him with an ounce of climate expertise. What's stunning is that we taxpayers pay for his nonsense and lots of folks vote for it. Not me. Do you? Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll be glad you did. Listen, I got to tell you, first off, everybody, I call that 60-second spot. He said, she said, saying I do. I, I, I'm, I get, I'm trying to, this is another thing I'm, I'm genuinely trying to intellectually understand. So our Secretary of State, what's that guy's name? Anthony Blinken. He, he writes a letter to the federal employees wants them to use their pronouns. And so I start, folks, I am honest. I'm trying to understand what the percentages are of people that actually use pronouns outside of the government setting. I couldn't find any numbers other than some people that speculated it was in the 5 to 6% range of people that actually sign their emails. So, you know, John Smith, whatever his or her pronoun is. I'm trying to understand that. I guess I'm just not there. And by the way, I'm not even taking a position on that topic yet. But I drive into a little bit deeper, and I love this source, NBCNews.com, because they're not very liberal in a Pravda kind of way. Poll shows sharp divides over gender identity. And I went, wow, there's a sharp divide. So I start reading in. There's a sharp divide that they define as 34% who disagree. (laughs) Nearly two-thirds of Americans say they believe there are only two gender identities versus 34% who disagree. I thought, how is that a sharp divide? Because the Roberts Rule of Order would call that a supermajority. If we voted, that's a supermajority. That's not a simple majority. That's not 51 out of 100. That's a supermajority. So I don't understand where the sharp divide is. And when I look at single digits in the United States of people that sign using their pronouns, keeping in mind, keeping in mind folks, I don't care if you put your pronouns on or not. I genuinely don't care, except for I keep asking myself, why do they do this? What is their agenda? What causes the secretary, the secretary of state? That's pretty high in our government. Why is this guy hung up on, let's not worry about Russia, let's not worry about Ukraine, let's not worry about the craziness that this nut job up in Canada is doing Trudeau, let's not worry about anything, let's worry about who's not using their pronouns, because that's a big crisis in America right now. 
I, guys, somebody jump in and help me because I don't understand the thinking of this is why. The, uh, same old no thing. Problem. Remember, Mike, when you and I were kids, you could still say mentally retarded. Yes, because that, but by definition of the word, that was yeah. exactly accurate. And now you just have to, what, what is it? Mentally challenged? Right. And Yabba Dabba Doo had a gay old time. Right. No, so I mean, it's just, if they can gain control of the language, then they can control the exchange of ideas. So I read a report early this week that said men and women think differently. They physically think differently. Not, and I don't, folks, I'm not telling you social differences. Their brain, men's and women's brain, physically thinks differently. So I look at this person that's serving as the assistant secretary of health, a 66-year-old man. And like I said in that spot, he has absolutely no clue what it's like to be a female. It's not possible for him to know because he's not. And by the way, let's be honest, it isn't possible for me to know. I'm a 63-year-old white guy. It's not possible. It would be intellectually dishonest of me to try to get you folks to believe that I know what it's like to be a female or that I know what it's like to be a black American. That's not what I am. I can't project that. I can talk all day for about statistics. Absolutely. But for me to sit here and say, I know so much about it. I am it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Ludwig, what about you? You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saved this. Because middle-aged white women know how it is to be all those things. <laughs> They're the loudest speakers for every every group. Middle-aged white women? Yeah, like I've seen so many comedy routines on this. It's how the, the, the white ladies telling the, the Mexican did not to be offended about the taco truck and then the black guy to stop talking because she's going to stand up for his rights and, and all that. And listen, you got to remember, this is also the administration that thinks our biggest global threat is climate change, not China or nuclear Iran. Uh, but wait, Lud, I thought I thought the improper or not or lack of use of pronouns was the biggest threat to our country. No, wait a minute. Of... Wait a minute. Isn't the existential threat to the United States or MAGA Republicans? See, we don't even yeah. know. We're as confused as Biden is. <laughs> well, well, there are so many things that rise to the level of number one threat. They fear. They they sell fear, and they sell division because in my mind all of these topics that they rave about are about division none of them are talking about americans none of them are saying i don't care what you do in bed you're an american none of them are saying i don't care what your gender or your race is you're an american none and of them are saying that and none of them are mentioning prosperity and productivity right and opportunity by the way and that goes back to the immigration thing before we come to a break. The illegal alien thing is decimating the opportunity of black Americans in big city America. Decimating it. Hurting it. And it's being done by the people that are demanding their vote. That's, that's profound to me. And to your point, Ludwig, it's profound to a lot of black guys, too, because they're saying, not no, no more. We're done. And I don't blame them. God bless them. Folks, listen, stay with us. We've got to go to a break. We will be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Listen, we are broadcasting from our flagship station, beautiful Holland, Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM, right here on the, the slowly thawing shores of Lake Michigan. I'm telling you what, if you're listening to us on the radio rather than podcast, let me say, because we're on both, you are listening to the absolute finest radio station in your community. And we thank all of our affiliates for carrying us. But more important, we thank you for listening to us. And Miles, this is this is a Ludwig topic, but it it's kind of might be up your alley a little bit. Maurer claims Dems special election is when, in fact, this is at half Ludwig's and half mine. Uh, he claims that the special election win gone by recently is evidence that the party, his words, have flipped immigration issue on GOP. Does that make sense to you? No. Are you are you referring to the special election that occurred in the upper New York? Long, Long Island? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, so think about Long Island. Okay, they've got they've got Sandio in the house, also known as AOC. So I mean, that is like saying if a Democrat wins in Cook County, then they have somehow flipped immigration on the Republicans. What well, that right? Which is just just craziness, given that the Dems have controlled Chicago since what 1934. Right. Yeah, it's it's listen, it's the same thing as saying blue state governors like Michigan's Governor Whitless want you to home, house and clothe illegal aliens. And that somehow flips the topic away from Republicans. Folks, some of this stuff doesn't add up. Some of it defies. It just defies logic and math and all, all of the foundations of, of people thinking. But listen, at the same time, to Ludwig's point, he wants Newsom to run for president. Is that true, Ludwig? I do? No, brother. Your twin brother, Maurer. Bill oh, Maurer Bill wants Newsom to run for yeah. president. Yeah, okay. I was making sure. I didn't remember hearing Bill Maurer's fake name. So I want to make sure we're clear on no, that. It's Ludwig is a fake name. <laughs> uh, Bill Maurer, yeah, he's... He's really pushing this hard. He wants Newsom to run. And the ir- irony in it, in it all is he's getting extreme pushback every show he's been on, whether it's his own or as a guest. And they keep proving to him why California is so bad and that he's done a horrible job. And Marr will say, yes, he's done awful, but I think he'll go to the middle if he runs for president. Who's pushing him? When you say he's getting pushback, who in his audience is pushing back? Because he's got a... This is me being polite. He has a center-left audience. So who um, among them are pushing back? It's not the audience members. He brings on different, uh, quote-unquote, celebrities. I see. Uh, and they and they have pushback. He's not just bringing on left leftists. He brings on all kinds of celebrities of all different backgrounds. And I think Bill Maher is pretty honest in his opinions. He'll tell you how it is. He doesn't really just DRR it. But the, the the idea that he would want somebody to run with the theory and the hope that he would move from so far left that it's destroyed California to the middle because the country would demand that it seems folks, asinine. Listen, Democrats don't think that California 
has been destroyed. Let's be candid about this. And I think part of that goes, and I, I see you, Lud, but I think part of the reason that they don't believe it goes back to the thing that especially Miles, but all of us have talked about for the last number of years, and that is that there are two revenue, there are two streams of news in the United States. If you watch PMSNBC, they are not talking about people pooping on the streets in L.A. They're not showing endless endless images of tent city where the city is the city itself and the county of LA has been forced to bring in porta potties not like one or two but many semi truckloads of porta they're not showing those images to my mother-in-law who's a democrat and by the way I like her she's honest but she's not seeing that stuff so she she's going Wow, that's like the sixth or seventh biggest economy in the world. He'd be a good choice. She doesn't see that companies are leaving California in an exodus that's biblical in numbers. Yeah, I get that. But again, define the typical liberal in this situation. Because I, the thing with China, yeah. the thing with Chinese chi uh, coming, that was a big deal. And that was reported everywhere. That that San Francisco got cleaned up for a Chinese president. That got reported. I don't care left or right, middle. That was reported. But the people in California are seeing it. They're the ones that are fighting this back against him. Sure. But again, it's not the older typical Democrat. It's the younger generation that's allowing it because they're not the ones affected by it yet. They don't yeah. understand the effects they're going to see in decades to come. I think, listen, you're, Ludwig, you're probably right. But listen, the, the, the reality of where... This is my view, and I'm not immersed with younger progressives like you are in, in academia. But from me, the outside looking in, it looks like to me that the Democratic Party's grassroots have embraced a hybrid between communist China and corporatism. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what I think. They're, 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 they love that idea. Single party, hard uber left communism with corporatism to fund it. So they look at people like the owner of fake book and love, love, love him because he shuts you up. Miles, he made you leave and made millions of people like you say, I'm not going to be a part of that. Liberals love that because your voice was lost in their sea of nauseous nonsense. That's, that's, that's what they like. They like not being... They like not getting a dose of truth, which is the people living in tent cities pooping on the sidewalk. That's the truth. They don't want it to know it. I think they're smarter than you do. I think they're aware of it, but it's out of sight, out of mind. If yeah, wrong, and I think that was the reason why they were screaming when Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Well, and the funny part, guys, I don't know if you've heard, but this week, True Social is about to go public, and everybody thought that was going to fail. And that's about to go public. And right. you know, you got X and True Social uh, combating Facebook, Snapchat, and all the other big media mogul ones trying to control the the narrative. So listen, I'm I'm still trying to get my head around something you said earlier, Ludwig, and that is you have to define what the average Democrat is. I went on a hunt for that doing show prep. So it's a, it, I was really pleased when you said it that way on this episode. So here's what I discovered, a way to help us define the average liberal. I'm reading this from businessinsider.com. 
seven Dem Democrats who could replace Biden if he drops out of 2024 election bid. Kamala Harris, Spartacus. I want Spartacus, by the way. I'm just telling you, folks. I would love to have them have a Spartacus at any rate. So Kamala Harris, Spartacus Booker, uh, Newsom, the, the idiot, Whitless from Michigan, Amy, Amy Klobuchar, because she did so well in the last primary, Ray Cooper and Governor Wes Moore. And by the way, Governor, Governor Wes Moore might actually be their best choice of everybody on that. If you folks don't know Governor Westmore, looking him up, he's got a dynamic resume. I don't agree with him a lot on many issues, but he's not my enemy. I can sit and read about him and go, okay, we just disagree. I'm going to vote against you. But if I were the Democrats, that's the only one on this list that even remotely makes sense. I think that helped me define what the average Democrat is to see this list of seven because he's the best of the bunch, and he's a Nimrod. 30 seconds, Ludwig. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're right. They, they, they don't know what the average typical Democrat is. They're so splintered. Uh, that's why they keep trying to attack us with this being splintered into MAGA and non-MAGA. No, they yep. are so splintered. It's, it's actually pretty sad. So you're telling, me, you're telling us right as we go to break that the Republican Party might be factioned into two, but they're, they're factioned into a bunch of different sections. Ludwig, you're right. Folks, stay with us. We will be right back. Listen, guys, we got to change direction for a minute coming into the fourth quarter. I'm reading this article. This is from APnews.com. Putin takes a flight in nuclear-capable bomber in a tough message to West ahead of an election. Politics aside, I ask, and I mean this sincerely, is there a path forward for the war in Ukraine and Russia where we can see Ukraine end up with a sovereign state and Russia be able to save face. Um, I, I, I and, and let me tell you, folks, my biggest agenda here is for the United States to stop spending, blowing billions of dollars on this hot mess. We don't have billions of dollars. So every time you hear the argument in D.C. about billions of dollars, understand that your hamburger price is going to go up. It's going to go up. In fact, let me joke myself for a second. One of my 60-second spots was on inflation, posted at TikTok. Most of the folks that follow the show on TikTok tend to be conservative or libertarian, maybe a little bit of both for some of them. But one of them is a progressive. She said, oh, stop it. Be your own intellectual self and acknowledge that inflation is all across Western culture. Oh, my goodness, folks. It's just mind-numbing. <laughs> And my response to her, Ludwig, you've heard me say these words, the human mind is powerful because it can rationalize anything. So yeah, what? Just, you're the economist, just, Ludwig. What say you on this topic? This is across all Western culture doesn't mean we want to continue it. Western culture has an issue right now with overspending. So well, is it, there it, truth in what she's saying? Yeah. 
but we have an overspending and overprinting problem. So, and, and in my response, and I do respond, by the way, when folks don't like what I say, I absolutely <clears throat> respond to it, which is why I, even on this show, I'm always inviting you to email me, tell me I'm wrong, right, whatever you think. Not Mike at the MikeHewittShow.com. But I told her, I said, so let me understand. The biggest economy in the world has no impact on the other countries within Western society. Well, <laughs> obviously, that's nonsense. And we've taught them all, all of those central governments, we've taught them to use their money to manipulate their, their people. That's what our government does. Our, I mean, I remember in my age, at 63, I remember when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, you go down to the township hall and it was a pole barn. Now, when you go down to the township hall, it's a big gigantic building with marble and beautiful fascia and wonderful parking lots. When I was a kid, they used to rent it out for weddings and so forth. <laughs> They're not doing that now. Well, they don't, they expect you to pay for it. Worse than that, you're going to pay for it even if you don't live in that township because they're largely paying for it with government grants. And you ought to see the things that they agree to when they get the free money from the government. I bring that up because that's one of the drivers of inflation, the billions to Ukraine. And by the way, I said in the very beginning of the war in February, a long February ago, that that both sides are, are they're, they're thugs. They're not nice people. I cannot pick somebody I want to win out of that war. So the left rags on Putin, but they also give money to the Ukraines. I'm going, okay, so you like that thug better than you like that thug because they can't approach any topic without the word Trump tattooed on their forehead. They see all things through that prism. And folks, that's nutty. We have no business being in a battle, funding it and sending... Um, men and women to fight in it, and we are, by the way, we have no business doing that because they want to defeat Trump in an election. Who gets well, their head around that and goes, yeah, I like that. Let's go back to your original question. Is there a way for Russia to save face? Is yeah. there a way for Ukrainian, Ukraine to remain sovereign? Yeah, with a leader that can resolve this with a negotiation. All right, right now, the geopolitical spectrum is mass chaos with really key Putin running the show. We right. are not at the table right now. And I well, couldn't tell you the prime minister of name in Britain, which is sad because I've always known the prime minister in Britain. I don't know their name. That's how influential they are. I don't know the chancellor of Germany because who? what's their name? Haven't heard about them in decades. Do you want, and Trudeau is nobody. But do in truth, do you want Biden at that conference table slobbering on himself? Talking no, about but that's our problem. Broken. Talking about things in broken sentences, or do you want our Secretary of State there demanding to know why the Chinese president is not using his pronoun? What's your pronoun, Chi? Think about that. I'm folks, I'm being honest with you. They are so subdivided. Miles, it goes to your point. The left is it goes to your point, Ludwig. Actually, I even said in this show you were right about something. I gotta take that back. I don't know what it was, but you were wrong. I was wrong. gonna say shame, Mike. <laughs> I listen, they've got so many, they've got so many masters to serve on the left with these things that they cannot actually conduct the business of the United States as dictated by the Constitution. Foreign diplomacy 
and, and national defense. Those are their two primary charges, with the third being interstate commerce. They can't do any of those tasks. Those are their only three, I'm just telling you. And they can't do the, those three because they're, they they owe so many little pockets of people. Yes, I'll say to that 4% that uses pronouns, you must use your pronouns. And I'll say to that 4% that demands an EV in everybody's driveway, they don't work, but we'll give you one. Folks, come on. Yes, think, think about this, guys. Okay, this is really, this is incredible. We have a guy right now that should be sitting at the table with Zelensky and Putin to end this thing who would not be able to stand trial right now because he's too elderly. The DOG came out and said our president can't withstand a trial and didn't commit any crimes because he's too elderly of an old man. Yet he can run the country and deal with these geopolitical negotiations. Right. We are in such – I don't know, Mike. I know we talk a lot about, well, back in 1860 it was this bad and it was this bad. I'm not sure – that we've ever had this situation in the history of America. Where you've got somebody that's mentally dysfunctional at the table. This and, bad. And, I, and listen, I just read an article on AP News, and I shouldn't even bring it up because I can't quote it. And I don't want to take our limited time to look for it. But the, the, the gist of the article was questions over Biden's age will not push people away from voting for him. For most get of all. Get your head around that for a minute. So and, they're going to vote they, for an absolute... And folks, and listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. This guy clearly is not functioning. I'm sorry. I'm not. I wish it was Ted Kennedy still alive and he was it. Cause then I could say all these things without anybody saying I'm mean spirited because it's conditioned, but he doesn't have a condition. But, but We're still uh, gonna Mike, vote for him. Mike Biden, Biden has the most crucial element and that's, he's not Trump. Right. That's the only thing they care about. Well, yeah. and I hate to be cliche, but it is the Trump derangement syndrome. And folks, I'm not a Trump Republican. I am going to vote for him, but Ludwig will tell you I'm not out on the sidewalk carrying his signs. I'm not excited. I am going to vote for him, but I'm I'm not a big Trump Republican. On the other hand, Ludwig, to yours and my debate, he is still lucid. He can still still have an intellectual conversation. He still goes 10 hours a day. I can't. So I get your pushback with me, Lud. But what I don't get, it goes to your point, Miles Bauer. I don't get them people saying, yeah, we don't care if he can't make it up the flight of stairs or walk across a stage or or answer a question in a press conference. Trump would do an hour and a half long press. He'd stand there until they ran out of questions. This guy refuses to do legitimate press conferences. When he does the very few he does, he stands there with a card that's got three or four journalists' names on it with their questions and the answers provided to him on a card. I'm not guessing because I've seen the cards. He's so moronic, he shows them. I'm not sure he's refused to do them as much as he's been demanded and ordered not to do them because he's taking questions and go, well, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Imagine the president of the United States that we're asking, why can't you get inflation under control? Why can't you do something about our borders? How come you can't serve at the negotiation table between Russia and Ukraine when the truth is, is that he's not allowed to answer certain questions? Don't leave the cue card. Can't stand trial because he's too elderly of a man. How's he running the country? 
if he were in a criminal trial, they would say he's 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 innocent by because of his state of mind. Yes, go home and and die. Yeah, and yeah. I am. We but, just but clear that up. The, you don't. Union. Yeah, but Lud, clear that up. You don't actually want him to go home and die. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That that's yeah. the equivalent. Like you're not going to prison. You're going to go home and just live out the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I, folks, yeah. I, and they're still going to vote for him. That's just mind boggling to me. I don't know. Listen, folks, please, please, please be safe. Thank you very, very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.